I like a drink like most people, but I don't do it to excess. I like my food like everybody else, but I don't eat to excess. I think I'm walking off not to offend anyone in any way, shape or form. I think most of us are, but I don't overwalk. I'll leave that to the dangerous overwalkies of the social justice warrior contingent. Hey guys, uh, how's it going? I'm just revisiting the massively dangerous and destructive social justice warrior subject. I've touched on this before. The prospective destroyers of industry, finance, family and ultimately society. I deeply dislike SJWs, that's just my opinion. If I'm ever attacked, I'd like to think I've got the resources to defend myself from this insidious arsewipe ultra-walkism. I was subject to attack quite recently, but I was surprised by the feebleness of the argument in inverted commas. SJWs are easily dealt with. They're too thick to have an original thought or a decent argument and too lazy to come to the table armed with any facts. So just trip out the usual tired, lame, acnid rhetoric. They go through life looking for offence on social media and the workplace and the media and basically anywhere. If they can find it, they'll just interpret it. Any innocuous, innocent statement has been a personal attack on them and the fragile egos and sensibilities. They make it all about themselves. You will become the misogynist, but oddly... Never the misandrist, the racist, the homophobe, the fascist, the europhobe, but never the the anglophobe. The relational arseness, when it's actually them that deserve that title. It's like this learned herd mentality. I think it's about the software and not the hardware, but is it? I mean, that could be a topic for further discussion. When you get into an argument, well, you get into a discussion, I should say, with a a social justice warrior, they'll come up with these lame, bloody, but very popular little things. They say, like, give me three benefits of leaving the EU, just three. Now, this is a prime example of passive-aggressive behaviour. It's completely devoid of dialectic and guaranteed to attract other SJWs will come swarming out of their HR offices and chip in with things like, oh, he's too thick to answer, or, oh, he's gone quiet, oh, he's a fascist. Fascist? I've never said anything yet, it's hilarious. It's just a typical SJW social justice warrior nonsense. They arrogantly demand that you justify yourself to them. I don't fucking justify myself to my own mum and kids. I'm on a Hardly going to justify myself to some half-witted lefty shithead in the Twitter sphere. I mean, it's easy enough after a question like that to, to mock them and to say, well, 
you, you want you know i've researched it and i know three reasons but if you're too fucking lazy to research it yourself well that's your responsibility and then you should walk away from it, but I can't, uh, I, I don't. I get dragged in and I get dragged in into these long diatribes and then, you know, I, I really, I should walk away. I could be doing something more constructive like sharpening pencils. But the SJW attacks usually start like then. Then the, the, the escalators, other SJWs interpret everything to suit their own narrative. It's like... It's like chasing a ghost, a platinum fog, a nailing jelly to the wall. If you say, like, for example, I don't agree with you, the SJW answer will be something like, so you agree you're a racist? Something fucking completely random like that just to invent a completely hypothetical stick to beat you with when you, you can't discuss with people like that because they use rhetoric at the cost of fact and they, what they do they'll, they'll they'll come out with blatant lies and then just accept them as truth and they will hope that you don't actually notice that and then it becomes part of the narrative of the discussion and then you suddenly are being labeled with things you've never actually said it's sad enough on social media it can be used to absolutely devastating effect it uh, directed at you from the natural home of the SJW in industry and finance, which is human resources. Now, if you can hear a noise in the background, that's Storm Kira, Akira, lashing at the boat windows. It's been quite a dry day today, but it's coming in, and I think we've got snow coming up in a bit. Anyway, like, like I said, SJWs tend to infiltrate HR, so then... They've got a base from which to alter the company policy. They can do this. They, they infiltrate HR. Next thing you know, you're being hauled before a, a, a disciplinary committee for standing five seconds too long near a female colleague's desk or walking slowly past the ladies' toilets, a restroom or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Or use the term whitewash or blackout or eating a ham sandwich within earring distance of a vegan. But don't, whatever you do, assume that you can give a female comment, a colleague a handshake. You'll be clearing your desk in minutes. And don't think the SJW will give up there. They won't stop. Even if you kind of admit your guilt, even if you're not guilty, but you, you just admit it because you just want it all to go away, then you've admitted guilt and then they will completely destroy your life. They'll chase you down on social media media owned with lies because as we know sjw's always lie and then they'll they'll build up the numbers to attack you doubling down on any if they if they manage to come out with any useful comment they'll double down with that constantly but hr that's the ideal place uh, for all the ridiculous rules and dictates that they can actually come out with what they do they'll start they'll get into hr then, that rain's terrible out there, I hope it doesn't spoil this, but then they'll, they'll get into HR, and then what they'll do then, they'll start sending out little memos to everybody, and it'll say like, oh, it's Frida's birthday on on floor seven, say hi to her, when's your happy birthday, and these go on, and then the next thing you know, it's, oh, it's Fred Bloggs's birthday, the Mexican fucking uh, abstract artist, think about the work he's doing, ba -dum, ba -dum. next thing you know, it's like, um, we're asking everybody not to dish your uh, 
BAME or, or p- p- persons of colour neighbourhood. If you do this, we will fucking... And it's got you then. They're in and they've changed the whole thing. This is underneath... Manage, management can't do anything that. They can besmirch the manager, the, the director, just as easily as they can you. He's frying shitless of them just like you are. And if the Uber walk, SJW, accuses you of some wrongdoing or other at work, just start looking for another job. Because they won't get up even if you... If, if, they won't give up even if you're proved innocent. They'll hide behind sex, colour, religion, uh, snowflakiness, uh, accusing you of bullying, even when it's they that are doing the bullying. You make me feel uncomfortable or you make me feel threatened, even if you've never, ever had contact with them. Because the SJW says things and then it's just, it's become concrete in the SJW narrative. And they actually believe in themselves because they're all mentally fucking deranged. No one will ever take them to task. No one will ever take an SJW to task in the workplace because they're scared shitless of them. And they're scared of being viewed in, like I say, sex, colour, religion, et al., ad nauseum against them yeah. and everyone's scared of the repercussions and it's it's the SJW is perfected the real or hypothetical wide-eyed and drop jaw I mean I've mentioned it before that we saw this on this question time confrontation between Lawrence Fox and some SJW woman and she had, she must have been standing in front of the fucking mirror every day for months perfecting that real wide-eyed and dropped jaw look as if to say oh my god what are you saying you don't believe me what you say what's he saying to me he's threatening me he's making me feel god i can't stand it it's all this it's pernicious and then what they do when they've got you especially in the workplace they'll hide behind the premise of knowing best and needing to educate you and it's all for your own good and we are teaching you the errors of your ways because we know better you know your accuser is more than likely a member of a perceived minority i say perceived because we cannot all be members of perceived minority i'm bald i've got cancer heart disease i wear glasses for reading i like vodka and or jack daniels I don't eat much meat, but I don't give a fuck if you eat a whole fucking cow in front of me. They'll invent some kind of minority out of that lot. And and I'm 65 and white, and that will guarantee that I'm guilty of every fucking evil in the world, won't it? Now, before I go on, I don't want all you leftist punk trumpets jumping in and calling me an old white racist gammon, because I'm not. My top, my politics are my own effort, and you might actually be surprised. But this is just my opinion on SJWs, and nothing to do with politics, other than most of, if not all, SJWs are either left-wing or far-left-wing leaning. So climb back in your holes, or go and find someone else to direct your bylaw. Actually, think about it. SJWs are like pan-political or apolitical. It's it's not about politics at all. It's about enforcing an ultra-walk cretinous doctrine on the public at large. This is what happens when you don't get a shag in your teens. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, SJW 101, as they say in the States. SJWs always lie. They'll start with the the typical passive-aggressive stance 
the opening gambit, like I've said, they'll never reply with true facts or an argument because they haven't got them in their arsenal. And when you do, it infuriates them because they're basically, like I've said, a bit thick. They then resort to lies because they know they don't have anything to back up anything they say. And if they start losing, they're anonymous, so they just disappear as quickly as they've come. Before they go, they'll likely accuse you of hate hate speech or racism or some other one of the exponentially growing number of fucking isms that we've got flying about. You've said nothing to forward their agenda. You're the innocent party here, so they have to resort to name-calling. Mind you, if you get fed up and you answer them in their own rhetoric, they're going to fucking melt down because they don't have any answer to that because they're hoping to trip you up on your own logic by just telling you it's not true, even when it, it is, because they can just say that. That's not true. And you can say, well, yeah, it is because, 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 because. And they just go, oh, yeah, you're just a racist, you. And that's it. But if you can't, if you turn it round on them and start using rhetoric back at them, you're not playing the go- the game, and that's when they're going to to meltdown. And that's not fair. Uh, you're hurting me. You're bullying me. It's me. I'm the victim. Anyway, when it gets to this stage, you just fucking back off because there's no real fun in SJW baiting. It's just too easy, and you're stooping to their level. I mean, I like intellectual banter, even though. I'm not very bright, I'm just Joe Soap in the street. But this lefty, wide-eyed, drop-jawed, uber-offended, super-triggered bullshit from the entitled middle-class, usually London-centric, Corbynite, non-binary cockwombles becomes very tiresome very quickly. Now, another platform, another new, fairly modern platform, is, is DAB Radio. DAB Radio has been around for quite a while. And unlike the Brussels Broadcast Corporation, now since Brexit is known as the Bullshit Broadcast Corporation, DAB stations appear to work outside any restraints. They go do it their own way. And they have a lot of um, listener participation. It's it's, it's great. Um, They get people just phoning in all the time. It's not about... Uh, the presenter's opinion, although they do voice their opinion quite strongly, uh, but they invite people on to argue. I think it's great. I love it. I listen to it all the You know, even the presenters have a usually different political allegiances and and they, and they construct the programmes accordingly. I love this. I listen to all the shows on talk radio and some on LBC. Early on, it seems to be the right-leaning presenter time, early on in the day. Middle of the day is reserved for the left-wing and walk brigade, and it's back over to kind of the centrists in the evening. This differs slightly from the BBC, who have a left-wing bias all fucking day and all night. Early in the morning on DAB radio, you usually get the straight-up blazer and tie-wearing, scotch-drinking, and then middle of the day it's the slightly effect soy boys and back to the Glen Fiddick in the evening. I say SGWs is a platform, uh, DAB is a platform for SJWs. Let me qualify that. It's a platform for the walk and indeed extremely walk or extremely unwalk in the form of phoning participation. 
of which there is legion. It's people are just queuing up to get on these programmes and you want to listen to them because they're very informative. They're very funny. The presenters are generally very clued up uh, and, and can actually... Um, and unfortunately, they, they, they do actually make these people look a bit silly at times and I'm a big softie and I don't like anybody who looking silly so it makes me cringe a little bit but it works very very well and if the BBC had taken any notice of the rising popularity of the format they might have jumped on the bandwagon they won't be in the fucking mess it is now uh, with the licence fee being um, debated I mean I've not had a tele for donkey's years i listen to the radio i listen to audio books i read i play the hand pan i like cooking my time's going on i'm out in the countryside with my dog all the time so i've not got time for the bbc anyway and i can listen to dab on my little portable dab radio while i'm out and about in the countryside anyway this format makes for great listening Talk radio's great, uh, 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 and I've actually um, accepted no remuneration for saying that, unfortunately. Over to the news. Wokeness has been riding a wave of complete madness in the news this week. We've got Edinburgh University Students' Union has voted to ban beef in all its institutions to stop the world from exploding. Now, they had a debate and there were agricultural students there who, obviously, they're up, they, they want to ban beef and these agricultural students are going to fight their own corner. So what they did, they threw them out of the debate before they were voting. I'll tell you what, that's fucking democracy in action, isn't it? That's absolutely crackers. What a set of idiots. A day too early, a Cambridge University student had said that the army send in, like, recruiting. We've all seen them. They used to actually have shops years ago that they set up, but you see them out recruiting and what have you on the street. And they did it at the Union Freshers Ball, which they've been doing for years. The students now say that military personnel and weapons shouldn't be allowed at the Freshers Fair because it could, and I quote, detrimentally affect the mental health of attendees. This was proposed by some fucking ultra-war welfare rights officer called Stella Swain. I bet she does jazz hands too, so she doesn't trigger any fucking snowflakes. This is an incredible insult to all the officers and, and soldiers who went to Cambridge and fought and died in two world wars. It's an absolute disgrace. They're an absolute disgrace, fucking stupid children. How, are they, how on earth are these twonks going to function in the real world when they graduate? I mean, jazz hands, so the noise doesn't upset them. That means they're never going to go to be, be able to go to a rock concert, a festival, a town centre, the industrial workplace, a firework display, bars, restaurants, markets. I mean, the list is endless. I fucking despair. It's like the world's going mad. I'm glad I'm 65 and I won't be for long, around for that long. And I bet there's people out there listening to my views, all these woke millennials who are saying, oh, well, you're an old white bloke, you should be dead anyway, which I think is a pretty gross thing to say. It's all millennials telling us what to think and what not to think, what to say and what not to say. How to act around people of a different sex, colour, gender, perceived gender, 
political affiliation, hair colour, eye colour, tooth colour. It's an insult. And I, for one, will resist this deeply unhealthy obsession with wokeness shoved down our throats by people who've only just set out on this long journey of life and who, who'd fuse will. And I fucking guarantee you this, they will change as they mature, as they take on responsibilities in life, like a mortgage in a family. It's okay charging round and not having a wash for months and running round shouting in the streets and then going home and your mum's made your fucking tea and, you know, wash your bedding for you and that because you've probably shit in it the night before. You will change. Your ideals will change. I guarantee you that. Just a few slip round through the net, but they look like, you know, you see them on telly, they look like they're absolutely desperate to, to, to get back to the youth, like back to the fucking future. Yeah, I'm tired of all this fucking virtue signal. It's bloody narcissistic nonsense. It's like SJWs calling out on social media about how good and right and yeah, virtuous they are compared to the rest of us. Again, it's mostly millennials who feel the need to bolster their old credentials by announcing to the world at large that they are so good and pure and right and nobody gives you shit. I don't. It can fucking virtue signal all you want for me. I don't think anybody cares outside your own little echo chamber. It's like a little mutual ego masturbation club all sitting round, practising opening the fucking eyes as wide as they can and dropping the jaws in shock in preparation for the day when someone in the real world has the temerity to disagree with them. Because their world view is the right world view and our world view is the wrong one. But I actually think the kickback against the woke culture, especially within industry and finance, is is coming. Um, and this desperate search for diversity at the cost of everything else, like, I think we've just had the fucking Oscars or something, they're all up in arms now, crying about there not being enough female directors. I believe it's not okay. And, and so they're saying we have to, there should be more diversity. If you're good enough, you'll get that. If you're a woman director, yeah, there may be a glass ceiling. I think in places like Hollywood, there are. I think they get away with it a bit more than they would anywhere else. But you can't demand diversity without quality. I mean, if I see a, um, a female or a BAME or any transgender the director or actor who I think's brilliant, even though I don't watch, I'm not bothered about films or anything, but who I watch them and I think, fucking hell, they're good. And then I see them being overlooked. I'll be the fucking first to go in and say, oi, why the fucking hell are you not nominating her? You know, what is the reason? Give me a reason. Is it a colour? You know, if you can say it's not and prove that it's not, then fucking go on. That's fair enough. But, you know, there you go. I think I've gone off on one then. And there's actually, there's a book publisher, I can't remember the name, I saw this in the news this week, that has tried to push this walk policy of diversity onto its book covers. So all the covers, and there's hundreds of them, they've been redesigned to include ethnic minorities. Well, ethnic minorities, majority, deleters, applicable. All 
covers, including things like Frankenstein and The Wizard of Oz and yada, yada, yada. You know, they now feature all of them exclusively BAM cartoon characters. That's not fucking diversity, you fucking planks. That's saturation coverage. You know, it, we're talking equality. I mean, the, the, the clue is in the name, isn't it? So all you do is brew. If you kind of just completely saturate everything and, and turn down all, all the white, turn away all the white people who are contributing, then you're going to get a backlash the other way. It's fucking unbelievable. They cannot see this. It's equality. We should all be the same. You know, I know at the moment, um, some of us, we might say, are more equal than others. But I'll tell you what, it's nothing like it was in the 19 fucking 60s. And in any, if anything... It's it's over tipping. I think it's been proved now that, especially in London, you know that the, the um, whites are, are in the minority, you know. But that's their own melting pot down there. I live in the northwest, and it wouldn't fucking bother me. There's lots of places over here in the northwest. The the whites are the man, but the towns seem to function quite well. There are places like Rochdale, where the diversity had caused its own problems but what do you do when you get a problem you fucking solve it all we need to do is solve these problems and then all singing from the same hymn sheet uh, and then hopefully be within a couple of generations everything will be all right i've gone off script a little bit here and i started like waffling and i do apologize for that you know what, what was it? Yeah, so these people um, they did this. They covered all all the the covers with ethnic characters, BAM characters, because they just had to virtue signal, didn't they? And it 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 it's probably sounded good in their own echo chamber, but the public lashed out like mad on social media, and it all collapsed, and they all had to go back. And a lot, I suppose, a lot of these people who were giving them shit on social media. They weren't all fucking 65-year-old bald white men, were they? You know, there was probably a complete cross-section of the of our multiculturalism. So, fucking think about it. Just think about it. So, like, in that case, the public in all its totally unreasonable, <laughs> normal walk gave its verdict on your uber-walk, uber-desperate attempt to ingratiate yourself with the walk Gestapo fascists. And it collapsed. Set of idiots. But still, I bet your HR department's still full of nasty, vicious, thick, woke minorities who will be bullying your employees because of the perceived crimes against wokeness that the collapse of this dictate cause. They're all being victimised because of the perceived crimes against leftist, snowflake, minnellian spunk buckets uh, who were so, uh, desperately searching for offence, found it, corrected this perceived offence and then it all fucking fell down like a house of cars around your ears. There you go. Yeah, and you I mean, all the walkers out there are doing rather well this week, aren't they? This week on ITV Good Morning Britain, we had two of the walkest walks in Walksville, Barrack and Ian Dale in a show of archetypal SJW copybook read from the manual pack mentality tag teaming with the awful Kate Garibaldi and a rather effect little soy boy co-presenter being so obviously complicit in this embarrassing shit show. Grace 
Blakely and the equally prepubescent side chick Niall Arthanayake displayed the walk credentials in a real classic display of dumbing down, tag teaming, wide-eyed, drop-jawed, rhetorical, complete lack of any dialectic, barracking, haranguing, playing the victim crap. Whenever you lose your jobs in a, uh, in the media, you'll always find a, a career in HR. Uh, you're a disgrace. It was awful. It was embarrassing. It was... I think everybody was watching. I mean, you would lash back on social media about it. I think everybody was watching it and just cringing and watching this Kate Garibaldi with a smug look on her face. She was grinning, smiling under... Uh, and making when Ian Dale walked off because he couldn't get a word in and he couldn't get any point across and he was being harangued and barracked and these two walkers then had to make fucking disparaging comments about him as he walked away you fucking smug cowards grow up yeah and that smug look on Garrett Kate Garibaldi's face it was a it was a massive setup by her employees by the employers of this fucking baggy has been. Now, last but not least, Philip Schofield. I don't know what you think of Philip Schofield. I don't really have an opinion either way. I mean, I don't own TV. I only saw this on the, I don't know, YouTube or Facebook or on the Twitter sphere or somewhere like that. I listen to the radio. But as you may or may not know, Mr. Schofield has recently come out as gay after 27 years of marriage and two kids, two daughters, I think. He did this massive, massive, huge of virtue signalling live on air and was heralded as brave and heroic and his co-presenters were all hugging him and it was all over the news about how brave he was and how heroic. I'll tell you he's fucking brave. The lad who tackled the knife-wielding terrorist on London Bridge a couple of months ago. I tell you what, he's fucking brave and heroic. I tell you, that lad's brave and heroic and was in hospital for a while to fucking prove it. Philip, you just fucked up your family's life and got lauded for it. I mean, I I got a bit angry and I passed a couple of petty, innocuous comments on Twitter. Not really. What all I said was to effect was... Look, nobody's interested. We all have our demons. You know, you really, rather than do this, you should just get on with it. I got a load of salty walk comments about what good he was doing for, for the for gay people and how heroic he'd been. And can you imagine him going through this? He'd been fucking rogering some young guy who worked as a runner or something on the station he works for. So as far as I can see it, and he, I think this lab said he were going to out him so i think this he did this because he felt threatened and he, he was forced into out, outing himself eh was he pushed or did he jump don't know you make up your own mind i mean the, the walk crowd were calling him a brave hero but i'll tell you what all those who were calling him a brave hero are fucking conspicuous in their absence now on social media oh dearie dear Anyway, I'm going to call it a day, though. I've got a bit wound up now. But, uh, anyway, just thought I'd, I'd, I'd share something with you. Three great YouTube channels uh, to have a look at. Uh, one, Akkad Daily. That's Akkad spelled A-D-K-D, Daily. Carl Benjamin. Um, some people like him, some people don't. I like his arguments. 
he's not as left wing as right wing as people say. He's just a good debater. My Artusi, probably the king of uh, at the moment, the most popular YouTuber out there. I love my Artusi. He's, he's just such a nice bloke who puts his point across. Very entertaining. And then we've got Bert on We Got a Problem. I love We Got a Problem. It is so, so funny. Uh, it's this London lad. Just call. He's just like calling everybody. But he's very, very clever. It's great. You know, you want to have a listen to one of those. I can daily. Uh, my R2 say, oh, We Got a Problem. My R is M-A-H-Y-A-R-T-O-U-S-I, I think. But you'll find him. Anyway, you know where to find us. I mean, bewoke.podbean.com and walk up into any of your popular podcast hosting sites. And I think next time we come on, we'll be doing what we've done uh, last week, which is is in the next week we might post another Uncle Arthur because I'm getting a bit of feedback about that uh, on my messages. People are liking listening to Uncle Arthur again after so many years of uh, of him being sidelined so all is good anyway great talking to you sweethearts peace and love 